Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before in school, at work, or on a team. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. My guest today is Amy Linden. Amy has appeared in more than 45 films and guest starred in over 30 television shows. Amy is a multi-award winning director, writer, and producer. She is Hollywood's premier celebrity booking coach. Amy, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call today. I'm so excited to talk to you. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited too because this is not a typical podcast for me. This This is talking about power and coaching, and so it's really awesome. <laughs> so when you said power, wh- what do you mean by that? I mean, um, it's like dodgeball. Mm. You know, if you think about life and I, I always say I, right now, I think life is like dodgeball. You know, it's like, who do they pick for dodgeball? They always pick the best person, the most powerful person, you know, and and those were the people that were picked at a very young age. I mean, it started very young. And we knew who the team captains were at a young age. We knew which team we wanted to be on. And, right, right. You know, and so it's that comp- competitive spirit to win um, and that power became, it started at a young age. Right, except for the kids that are cowarding in the corner who don't, don't want to play. And that's not something because they're always getting hit. So we got to help those guys come up, right? We got to protect them as well. And, and show them how they can prosper as well. So it's it's our job as coaches to bring the, the ones that are like hiding behind people, that they're afraid, they get picked last. Those are the people that we have to bring up. I agree with you completely. Mm. You know, as, as artists, a lot of the artists are in the corner going, please don't hit me. I just want to draw a picture, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you are, how can I say, you've had such a... a a great career. And you're not done, obviously. Tell us about how you got started in show business and then eventually how you became this amazing coach and helping other people get into show business. Let's start with what motivated you and, and, and how old were you? I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I started at 10 years old. And, you know, I think uh, the kids that went into performing arts at that time just wanted to be paid attention to a lot more. Mm-hmm. And the audience did that for me. 
you know, and I got, and then the camaraderie with the cast made you feel like you belong somewhere. Right. What, what was that first experience that said, hey, I want to go do this? What, what motivated you to do that at 10 years old? Honestly, I really do think it's because I felt that I wanted to be someone else. And so as an actor, you are being someone else. And um, I felt I could live through that, you know, and it was always fun to take on the skin mm-hmm. of that person and the, and the being of that person. And it's never changed, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still acting today. Right. Like nothing has changed really. Right, right. So it's taking on different personas, right? Yes. Yes. And 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 actually, when you take on a role, is it that because you're trying to not only embody that different persona, but are you trying to also understand them? Is that how the acting is so much more powerful? If you can understand that that person. Well, honestly, if you don't understand them, you can't play them. Mm, And so so much of your time needs to be. uh, uh, spending time with that kind of a person. Right. right. Like, let's say, let's say you're playing a drug addict. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just, I'm going to play a drug addict. It's what kind of person becomes a drug addict. Right. What incites that? And it's usually low self-esteem, a feeling of self-worth and, and, and finding where that is for you when you, when you experience that. So once you understand that, then you can play it. Right. And and I've also heard a lot of, I guess, method actors, they play that from the minute they start the role. And even when they're off set, they're still in the same role because they don't want to lose that genuine performance. So they truly embody it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you get distracted, then you're off your mark. Right. But that's with everything. Like I talk about this girl, uh, a downhill skier lost the gold by two hundredths of a second. So two hundredths of a second, she was off her mark two hundredths of a second. So she mm-hmm. got silver, not the gold. Um, it's it's precision and dexterity. And so the more that you spend time looking at the specifics in somebody mm-hmm. and what where where what makes them tick and 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 really being interested in that. Mm-hmm then the more you'll embody it. And yeah, and it's sometimes hard to come out of it because there's so many distracting things on a set. Right. And, and I guess you have to dive deep in order to portray that person correctly, right? Well, in order to be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and you are brilliant. Thank you, know, thank you for that. That's, <laughs> that's the only difference. Or do you want to be good or do you want to have people spend a lot of money to see you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want a shiny award. Right. <laughs> because, you know, I think a lot of actors, this is just my personal take, really want to be not necessarily in the spotlight, but they want to be known for their ability to take on a character, their ability to perform and be amazing. Well, like I said, it, it comes from a very deep, place of wanting to be somebody else just for a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you were in in a bunch of different 
movies, a lot TV of show, a lot of movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I done. I actually shot two feature films during COVID. Did and you? One of them, yeah, one of them was an online feature film, and and a lot of podcast series. That's what's going on right now. A lot of sci-fi. Right, right. But yeah, I'm still kicking it. Nice, nice. But you, you've also been in like some soap operas, right? So, yeah. You know, what's the difference between being on a feature film? You've also been been on, on television, on some dramas and, and some NSI and so forth. What's the difference when you're shooting a movie compared to like when you're on a soap opera? Great question. Um, there, It's a different genre. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. uh, but that's in the acting too. Acting is a different genre. So um, I think the biggest thing that people need to understand in a film, you have like 130 minutes, right? So Mm -hmm. you get to feel longer. Right. (laughs) Because they're not cutting to commercial, right? And, And film is all about the complexity of character. Like if you are a juicy actor, we want to see you Mm -hmm. thinking. It's all about thinking actor. You know, and being okay with silence in a moment and taking your time to really dig deep and feel and feel. Whereas soap opera, soap opera, you're in everybody's house every day. Okay. It's one of the most indulgent, self-indulgent genres because your problem has to be worse than the lady in the Midwest Mm. that's ironing and has like seven kids. So for her to watch you every day, (laughs) your problem has to be really bad, like worse than hers, right? Yeah, yeah. So soap operas are based on drama. Obviously, your problem has to be way bigger than mine. (laughs) So so we're playing, I guess when you look at a soap opera, you're really looking for that really big problem, for the big explosions, for the big things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you're looking, when you're looking at a soap opera, you're looking for um, somebody to go so deep. I remember I was having a conversation with this with the one of the series regulars on a soap opera, and I was on set with her, and she's having a conversation with me. We're laughing, and then they call action, and then she's crying mm. within a split second. Right. Those people do not get enough credit. They are the most well-oiled actors in the world. They do 30 pages, mm. 30 to 40 pages of dialogue a day. That's a lot. Monologue, monologues and monologues. And they have to pull out this great, and there's only one take. You don't like film. You, you don't have the luxury of film where they do like all these different angles and all these takes a million mm-hmm. times if you have a big budget. They get one take. There's four cameras shooting at the same time. There's people in the booth mm. saying where the cameras are going to go. And um, that's crazy. And you only get one take. That's crazy. And the dialogue is so cheesy. I mean, I once had a line that said, I've got 911 on speed dial and I ain't afraid to use it. I, I saw that. I said, it was so cool. <laughs> so w- when you're. What would you say was your favorite soap opera to be on? Well, when I was in when my first soap opera that I ever did was General Hospital. And it's so funny because I used to watch it so much. Right. 
in college and we used to have like general hospital days, you know, we used to run home and like eat our lunch and watch. Mm. And, and there I was on set, but I was just, I was a maid. I was Mrs. Talbot's maid. Okay. And it was my first job and everybody thought I was an extra until I said, uh, somebody's on the phone for you, Mr. Quartermain. And then they were like, Oh, she's not an extra. (laughs) We can talk to her now. (laughs) When you first started, what was your big break? I haven't had a big break. Come on. No, I haven't had a big break. I've worked a lot, but I have not had a big break. So even though you've been in, in so many movies and so many different soap operas and TV shows, and it's, you still haven't had a break, that is, that is the work ethic that you're putting forward, that you believe you still have so much more to give. I love that. Yeah. I mean, a big break means when somebody like recognizes you and gives you a really big job on a national in a national way. And you're in and you're on the show, either, you know, you're a series regular or you're a lead role in a high profile film. And I, I call that a big break. I mean, most people, you know, it's different, uh, different for most people. They're like big break. I got my first TV show, but that's not to me what a big break is. Gotcha. And if you've, you've had several awards, right? Yeah. As a filmmaker. Right. And, um, and as an, as an actor, a comedian, as a comedian, but I, but not Mm, like mm, an Emmy. Right. Right. That's what I would call like a big break when you get an Emmy or you get right. nominated for an Oscar. As far as I'm concerned, that's 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 the big mm-hmm. league. That's so that's it. What made you decide I'm going to help other actors? I'm going to help other people excel. What what brought that decision about? Well, do you want the truth or PR? No truth. We're here about the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely the truth. <laughs> well, um, my manager had passed away and, um, and I took on, uh, I learned how to do what she taught me. She was like really amazing. And so then I became a manager. And at the same time, I had a couple of people oh. that I was teaching my technique. And it was after my friend had asked me to teach her daughter and then her daughter booked this really big studio movie I was like oh wow I think I think I'm just going to start teaching people what I learned myself Mm -hmm. after kicking around for many years and then um this manager got very mad at me because I was helping I know this agent got very mad at me because I was helping her clients with their packages like my manager used to do and because I was teaching them and uh she called everybody up and said if you study with Amy Linden I'm going to drop you well that's when I became a manager and I, and all of her clients came to me because they couldn't handle that. Anyway, she ended up, she ended up uh, going out of business and that's really when the management and the Linden technique was born at the same time. Cause I would train the actor and then help them get a job. You understand? That's when you got the Linden technique, huh? The Linden technique was, was built from me teaching people what was working for me after I was kicking around for seven years after all my training. And then I was like, oh, it's working. Oh, it's working. Oh, it's working. Oh my God, these people are working. And then um, I get such joy and pleasure 
I mean, people write me every day from all over the world. Either they're they're taking my course or they're reading my book. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't even need to be there. And and, and I'm online. Right. I'm all over the place. And what's great about Zoom now, uh, more than half of my class, I like I had a girl from Argentina the other day in my intensive. I put her up first because it was already like 10 p.m. or something mm-hmm. and I was at 9 a.m. Right. Or I don't remember the time. But anyway, so it was crazy. You get to teach people from all over the world now. And and I I've, I've had the ability to help people book jobs to to realize their dreams. It is just something about helping people with their dream. Isn't it crazy how technology has changed the game? How we can do business nowadays all over the world. And the fact that you were able to help a girl from Argentina and I'm sure from everywhere and, and you know, you 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 said you you're teaching classes on Zoom now. That's just amazing, isn't that so cool? That really is. I'm not going back to the theater. I mean, I'm seriously not going back to the theater. Um, this has been a, a better experience for me. Um, I'm able to have more right. connection with people, you know, because it's more close up. There's just nothing like it. And the people that come to me now, they're not coming to me because they're desperate because their agent's about to drop them. Mm, right. Yeah. That, that's got to be a scary thing when, when an agent threatens you that way. Well, they, I'm sure that they told you 20 auditions ago to do something about it. Right. <laughs> so now you're at 40 auditions and you haven't booked anything. You know, you need to figure out why. A lot of people obviously are always going on different auditions and either maybe they get little parts, no parts. That's got to be nerve wracking, especially for even for teens to be rejected over and over again. How does someone deal with something like that? I think that if you do your very, very, very best work and you really believe that there's nothing more you could have done with that audition, then you don't feel the rejection. Mm. I do believe that not a lot of people are really doing their very, very best with like really understanding the tools of being a champion. You know, the competitive spirit that you had in high school and junior high and elementary school um, has to be a part of um, your audition because they're just not competing at a high enough of a level. And so when they leave the audition, they're sulking because they didn't swing all the way through. And trust me, the, the audition that you screwed up on is the one you're going to think about and feel bad about and feel, feel awful about. But the one that you really think you did your best and there's nothing more that you could have done, then it's really easy to let those go. Yeah, yeah, you got to move on because you got to look ahead. There's another audition coming up maybe tomorrow or later this afternoon, right? Right, you're right, because you don't want to have what the failure that you think is a failure affect your next opportunity. Mm-hmm. I have, I've, I've had a student of mine. She's now living in Hollywood six months and living in New York another six months. She's on, on she's a teen and she's on one of the, the Disney shows. And now I have another student who's, um, he's about 15 and he's, he's been in a couple of things himself. And, you know, a lot of times I'm like, where has he been? He's not been in class and like, oh, he's at an audition. <laughs> so yeah, always, you know, that, that, does take up so much of your time, and and, uh, and when you're young, especially when you're in your teens, I well at any age, you definitely have to hit those auditions regularly, and and you have to practice, no? Yeah, and you have to 
Yeah, they have to be training at the same time because kids could get burned out very easily. And I see that mm-hmm. like back in the day when I used to teach a lot of kids, I used to have massive conversations with the parents saying, listen, you might want to pull back on the commercials because if they really want a theatrical life, they need to focus on that. What advice do you give someone who maybe is thinking about show business or has been in show business, what type of classes should they be taking so that they can improve? Obviously, you know, there, there's a bunch. And instead of me saying it, I'd rather hear it from you because you're the expert. Well, I mean, out of my 52 series regulars, a quarter of them have no other training other than mm. the, the Linden technique. So you don't have to be like a million things on your resume. You just have to learn how to be the best storyteller possible. And I think that that's a big misnomer, which, I mean, I'm a perfect example of that, how many places I trained and how much time and money I wasted. You know, when I just wanted to be an actress at a very young age, I should have just come out here and and done it immediately. And I didn't because of a hundred reasons. But but if you're able to do that, then you want to train train and learning how to uh, break down a script, how you should be spending time with your emotions. If you want to be on Disney and Nick, you've got to work on the truth of the piece and the transitions. And you better be watching a lot of Disney Nick because they got their own style. I mean, I had five kids on Disney Nickelodeon shows at the same time. Mm. And all of them trained in nothing but the Linden technique. That's awesome. So it's pretty amazing what this technique has done for people. But, you know, I mean, they could they can study in their hometown, you know, I say, or 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 build on if you want to be a film actor, like book films in your hometown. Right, something local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Book films in your hometown, but get clear on what you want to do with your life. If you want to be uh, what I would call a theatrical legitimate actor, then focus on that. Because there's so many things to do. Oh, there's there's this class and this class and this class. And before you know it, you're like all over the place. And then you get an audition. Your brain's just like not focused. The people that get the jobs are the most focused. Because mm-hmm. they, they know, they go in knowing what they want, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, speak from, you know, your students. Who, who does the best? Who moves the fastest in your class? Oh, the focused one, obviously. <laughs> well, what is, what is it about their focus? Like, what do you see in them? Well, determination. There you go. Desire. Oh, dedication. Practice. Living at the moment. Understanding where they are. That is key for everybody in any life, in any endeavor. So tell me, you created this technique and you've helped so many people with it. What made you say... And I, I understand that you said that, you know, your story with your manager and, and everything, but you you took everything you had learned and you did you sit down one night and say, wait, I, I have this this whole formula, right? Or, or did you do it on a weekend? Did you did it take a month or did it take several years to build? I know you're laughing because it, it's it's a process and it's not you didn't create this, you know, sitting down in, in 10 minutes. Uh, well, I it's like I said, um, I was falling on my face for about seven years straight. Mm. And, and within that time, I figured it out. And that's what became the 15 guidelines. And when my friend asked me to coach her daughter, and then she booked a really huge studio movie, 
that's when I said, I think these guidelines might work. And then uh, I kept teaching the same guidelines to small groups. And then the groups became bigger and bigger and bigger. And here we are 26 years later and it's exploded and it's an international technique. So it took basically 26 years for people to go, oh, this stuff works. Wait a minute. You mean I don't only have to do this? You know, because I, the, the technique is revolutionary. It kind of blows up a lot of holes in methodology and parochial education and, and the, the way people have been studying for many years. It blows it up. And, right. and that's why a lot of people were like, hmm, I don't know about this. Somebody called it mystical a couple of months ago. I'm like, hmm, mystical? Well, I don't know. Is mystical a good thing? Like, are you saying it's mystical? Like, hmm, I don't know. You know, this thing, because it's so revolutionary. Well, I mean, I have a track record, so why would you call it mystical? Maybe they maybe they meant it in a compliment, <laughs> like magical. You do this and magic will happen. Right. No, I gotcha. Mystical means like, like like I'm reading a tarot card for somebody. This is a proven mm-hmm. technology. It's a technology, it's a technique. And a lot most teachers use other people's techniques to teach. You created it. I have my own. With I don't blood, use sweat, I created it, yeah. It's at, it's at, it's at Kansas University right That's now. crazy. That's it's awesome. It's part of their curriculum. I mean, they teach, a, they teach <laughs> a linen technique class. But they haven't invited me. Like you would think. You would think they would invite me up there to teach my technique. It's like, what? Really? Uh, well, they, they need Whatever. to wake up a little. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want the one who created it to at least come by and say hi, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't so know. Let me ask you with your technique, because sometimes I'm watching a show or something and you'll see an older person that you've never seen before and they're really good. And, you know, I'm talking about somebody maybe in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and it's natural to them and the way they're acting. I'm like, did they just... Going for a, a, a you know a screen test, and they said, "Yep, we'll take you." And they have speaking parts, big parts. Can your technique teach anyone? 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 That's amazing. That's so cool. Anyone. It also helps, you know. I mean, I have a, one of my students. I coached her all through her, like when she was like ten, all the way up to she's now thirty-one. And she is a principal of a school now. Mm. But because of the emotional training and the ability to know where things are for her, she has the strength and character to understand other people's characters and the power to lead. And so uh, she's now a principal. So she's taking your technique and helping other people, (laughs) if you think about it, right? Well, well, it it is... uh, it's, it's the emotional training as a child, mm. you know, because a lot of us are so shut down, you know, so it's emotional training as a child. So then if she knows where everything is for her, then she's, she's grounded. Right. And grounded is, is critical and grounded. for anyone in any field. Absolutely. What's your biggest takeaway from everything that you personally have done and, and how you've changed the way people Get bookings now. What's your biggest takeaway? 
that I wish I was me when I was them. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had me when I was them. Right. So, you know, because I, uh, nobody taught me any of this stuff. Uh, I think one of my biggest takeaways is, is that it's just not easy. It's not easy. And you have to, uh, work smart, not necessarily hard. You have to work smart and you have to surround yourself with people Mm -hmm. that are um, better than you and don't be afraid to rise to the next level because it takes a lot of courage to become successful. It does. And anything, I mean, in in business, in in life, in relationships, uh, it does take courage because, you know, for you to be able to have a relationship with someone and explore not only your weaknesses, but their weaknesses and talk about it. That's what great relationships are about. It's, it's the communication and the courage to have that communication, right? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. So if, if let's say I'm an actor, I live in New York and, you know, I'm, I'm working odd jobs here and there and going to all different kinds of auditions. And someone says, you should try this technique I heard about. And all of a sudden I go, well, where do I find it? And then once I find it, I don't want to just take the course. I want to go to the source. How do I find you? (laughs) (laughs) That was an awesome way of going. You took me on a story. I really love that. That was really great. Um, How do people find me? It's so funny because I don't, I'm not like one of those mm. people that are always selling myself. You know what I mean? I, I always felt like almost spiritually that the people that mm-hmm. find me were supposed to, you know, but I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Cause there's a lot of people who can definitely uh, use your service and, and use your technique. Well, they would go to the lindentechnique.com and first sign up for the newsletter. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you get, we were giving mm. you 15% off the course. So that's cool. Um, you got to be part of the newsletter. Okay. And then, um, and the course is a Udemy course where you get a certificate. I mean, it's like, it's a class, it's a course. And then, um, and then I have so many like books and audio books on Amazon, um, Audible. Um, if you're a member of Audible, you could actually listen to my Book or download it for a couple dollars. Um, the Linden Technique Extended and Unplugged. Right. If you want to train with me, which is what you were saying, I want. I want the source. If you want to train with me, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You have to go through the intensive first, which I teach. It's um, we had to open up two this month in March because they were sold out, and now those are sold out. So we had to open up April. Wow. Well, that's amazing. So, Amy, I am so really ready for you. How long do I have to wait? <laughs> if I do the intensive, how, how long? So I, I do the newsletter and then I... Well, you would do that? Okay, okay. Take me you through it. Take me through it. I'm excited. <laughs> You're so funny. You would do the newsletter and you would you would do the Udemy mm-hmm. um, at the 15% off. You would listen to the audio book, Extended and Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And you would sign up for the intensive, okay? Then once you've signed up for the intensive, it's a five-hour class. Oh. The first part of the class, I teach the technique. And the second part of the class, you get up on your feet mm. and you do it, you do it with nice. me. Then you get on the waiting list for the master class, okay? 
And then in between, I've been doing pop-up classes. Like I'm doing a self-tape class this Thursday where I'm analyzing everybody's self-tapes because that's that's where everything is right now. Mm-hmm. So if you are crappy at self-tapes, it's going to be really hard for you to compete. So I work with people on their self-taping skills and their audition on camera, you mm-hmm. know, where you're looking, you know, when somebody leaves the room and some, you know, somebody just came in, hi, and then they just sat down. You see that? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then they left and they're like, where, where are you going? You know, like creating, creating within this box, the story and how, how are you going to create that? And then the equipment that goes along with looking fantastic. Right. I mean, even on Zoom, if you went into the preferences, you can go into where they have this thing to to make you look a little better on Zoom. Right, right. Like a button to push. <laughs> but, um, and then, um, so that's a pop-up class. And I just had a pop-up class um, last week. Um, for the people that couldn't get into the master class that don't want to wait. And so I did a full class for them. Oh, awesome. Uh, That would be one of, I would be in that class. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do all this. And and so I'm anxious because I heard that Amy is going to help excel my career. So from the minute I sign up for that newsletter, how long, if I do everything. I'm diligent. I study. I do my five-hour course. I listen to all the audio. I I listen to the, I read the book. I listen to the book. Okay. I'm excited. When when am I going to get to see this amazing person? Well, the next thing to do, well, the next thing to do is to go on my business site for actors and it's free. You get a free week. Mm. It's called actorstoolbox.net. And then it's only like nineteen ninety five a month, but I'm coaching a hundred and five actors on there. Ooh. There's also business assignments to help you with your resume and your package, and there's also um, motivational minutes and lectures on the business because we need to get your business package going as well. So everything I'm getting. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm getting everything. Not only am I listening to the, and I can I, I can re-listen, correct? Just in case I missed, oh, yeah. in case I missed oh, yeah, anything. It's <laughs> no, it's yours. It's yours. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now, yeah, I'm gonna pay twenty dollars a month. That's nothing. So is that a month or a week per week? To- per month. Oh, wow, that's a deal. So now I'm there, and yeah. I'm in there with the hundred and five. I'm number one hundred six. <laughs> what am I expecting well, now? Well, then I would, I would call you up and say, hey, do you want to be 106? Absolutely. You know? And I would do a coaching session with you like this and put you up on the site. Um, I, I would say, you know, you just get on the list. You just call the office, um, 818-760-8501, and you speak with Tracy and get on the list mm. for the master class. You can sign up for the intensive online. You can. But after the intensive to get in the master class you have to get on the list so you just you just heard me acting out a little bit because i can only imagine the excitement of someone who says you know i've been struggling a little i want to cut to the chase so yeah. that's what a coach is all about cutting to the chase you know you're going to solve so many hours and, and time and effort by getting a professional coach which is coaching is 
is the most rewarding part when you can have someone cut out a year, two years, three years of you doing all this crazy work and trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, they have it all laid out for you like you do. And it's so exciting. And that's why, that's what kind of why I went through that whole thing, just to let everybody know that having the right coach is key. Having the, the right people in your corner. You know, sometimes people are like, wow, that's expensive. But it's more expensive if you don't hire the right people. It's going to cost you more. And people don't realize that. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. But I, I also want to talk about what the right coach is. Yes, please. You know? Because um, in acting, I find that a lot of actors go to a coach that are frustrated directors and they end up directing them of how they think the scene for your audition should be. Mm. That's not helpful for the actor because then the actor will never know what they're doing on their own. Right. They have to bring their own personality, right? I think that it's much more, I, I think that a lot of coaches get a little lazy and they, they are impatient and they don't want to take the time to help lead the talent there, mm. not tell them how to do it. Right. It takes a longer time to lead somebody to it and a lot of patience mm. than to tell them right away how they should do it. And then, and then if you tell them how they should do it, then they're going to only mimic you because if they found it on their own, right. then they're going to duplicate it for themselves from themselves, not from you. Right. Right. And, and I mean, it's always good to emulate someone, but you still have to bring your own into the game, right? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you have to always know what you're doing. And I find that a lot of people are busy telling you what to do or how to do it instead of, instead of teaching you how you could do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Like with my technique, it takes a couple of years, but you can get to a place where you don't even need a coach anymore. Mm. You might need to tune up here and there, you know, or I'll just look at it and go, you know, tune it up a little bit, but you'll have a way of working. I think that's what the problem is that a lot of actors look at something and they're like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know? And, and what the technique does is it always gives you how to break something down. So you'll always know what you're doing. You'll, you'll always feel confident in your work because you know what you're doing. And when people don't feel confident, it's because they don't know what they're doing. Right, right. That's with anything, really. So are you teaching different inflections on voice, you know, how to read a script? Because it's not like reading a, a, a book. It, you have to read the script accordingly, where to put the pauses in, all that kind of stuff. Is that something that you're also teaching with well, your technique? Well, the technique covers everything, but, but that's not acting when you're deciding how something should sound no 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 I'm, I'm aware it's not acting it's it's how to get to it <laughs> i thank you right, well i'm gonna break it down for you right mm -hmm. if you know if you know how you feel and if you understand what you're saying then the line will come out perfect mm. you need to not worry about how it's going to come out you need to spend time on understanding where the where the line is for you and connecting to it and all your time needs to be spent feeling it and connecting it and then just laying the line on top wow nice and then the inflection or whatever it is and also paying attention to the punctuation because it's how the character speaks so are like i'm a stickler for that i'm like uh, there's a dash oh, oh okay there's a dash oh there's a comma oh 
Yeah, that's a comma. Uh, that's a period, not a question mark. Oh, right, 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 right. Because mm-hmm. it's it's if you're a writer, then you understand uh, that they belabored over a comma. They belabored over a dash, and in their mind, they hear the character speak. Right. So it, when you, the actor, reads it with that punctuation, then that is how the character speaks. And if you speak that way, then you are the character. Mm. Getting into character. You are the character. You don't need to get into character. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> well, that's old school philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's if you see it, you understand it, you feel it, you connect with it, you are it. That's it. And scene. Um, it's not as complicated as these other people make it. Oh, well, my feelings, all oh, my feelings. Uh, well, you, you know, most of them are like, well, you got to go into another post office box to get them. You know, it's in another mm. city. No, they're <laughs> right here. Right. And sometimes you're limited by your own experience, which is why I talk a lot about finding where the core emotion is understanding what that is and when you've felt that mm. and, and and expand on it with your imagination because your imagination is endless right you are working on imagination because you're working not on necessarily yours but if you a character you're working on someone else's imagination exactly yeah. so, <laughs> and so you've taught me so much already i, <laughs> I love it <laughs> I know. I did a podcast last week. She's like, oh, damn, this is like a master class. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. If, if you, it really needs to be that simple. So let's say you, okay, let's use you, you as an example. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Go for it. You're playing um, somebody's bodyguard. Okay. Which is, mm-hmm. would be an easy role for you. I would cast you as that. Okay. So you're playing like a, a very high profile person's bodyguard and, and somebody stole something from the person and they're blaming you and there's no way you would ever steal anything. What does that feel like if somebody accuses you of stealing? So I'm coming up with this off the top of my head. Yeah, what yeah, would yeah, that yeah, feel actually. like if somebody accused you of stealing? Well, first of all, if my character had no, talking about you. good judgment, talking. you me personally, okay. I would stand behind my words. You know, I didn't do it and that's it. And now uh, let's go be lawyer. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't tell me your feeling at all. What that feel like? Oh, my feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I would. My oh, feelings, now they're coming out. I, I would feel hurt because they didn't trust me enough to understand yeah. oh, the okay. trust, right? Okay, so the trust. Okay, stay there. Stay there. Okay. So you would feel hurt. So the character feels hurt. You are the character. Now you have to ask yourself, have I ever felt hurt when somebody accused me of something that I would never do? Have you? Yes. And you could play that character. There you go. Wow. Now I'm going to have to go be a bodyguard in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'd like, I worked for this person forever. Why would I ever steal anything? I'm offended Mm. by that remark. That really, wow. You know what? I can't talk right now. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so it's the emotion that you need to bring to your character and sometimes going deeper within yourself i guess right you have to know where all those emotions are and so why should i connect to you if you're not connecting Mm -hmm. and and like you said when you were on that soap opera and you guys are laughing one minute and then the next second she's crying and it's 
pulling up those emotions that are going to help you understand that. Well oiled. She's um, really well oiled and, and that is your job. But a lot of old training is in action and intention and beats and which keeps you in your head. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is read it 10 times. That's guideline number one, read it 10 times and understand the story. And what are they both talking about? So in the scene that you and I just created together, they're talking right. about um, the jewels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, because the scene is about the missing jewels. Um, and then your point of view is I'm offended that you would ask me, like even tell me that I could be a suspect it hurts me. And the other person's point of view is, I don't know anybody else who could have taken it. Right. So you don't need to worry about the conflict you, because the editor would cut your hurt. And there I see no other way. They would right. cut it together and there's the conflict. There's your, yeah, there's your drama. Right. But in parochial education, they always ask, where's the conflict? You don't need to worry about the conflict. Mm. You need to worry about mm. the point of view. So that's where the controversy comes in. It's so, so incredible how, how you do what you do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Thank pretty you. Cool. I love it. So if someone wanted to, obviously, if they want to get into acting, they need to contact you. That's without a doubt. But if they wanted to take on a role like you have, and they wanted to be a coach, or they wanted to help people, what advice would you give them? That's a good, you're asking all these, all these good questions. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say that, that make sure that it comes from a place of um, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You there to teach people. You're not there to solve their problem. Like, like, I mean, in essence, I am solving their, their problem about not booking, but I am an educator. Right. So I might be, I always say I might be a booking coach, but I'm an educator. Okay. And educating somebody really wanting to educate them, really making a difference in their life. And so they can look back. Like I have students that come back to me after 15 years and go, I have to see you again, you know, because what kind of, what kind of coach do you want to be? What kind of teacher do you want to be? You want to leave a lasting impression and help change somebody's life by educating them to be better. And that's what a good coach right. is. Absolutely. Uplifting them, making them better than when you f- they first came yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of teachers that break in my business, that break people down and then build them back up. I don't, that's not my philosophy at all. Like I might be screaming and yelling at you in class, but that's just as a coach going, hit your transition. I'm going deep enough. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, I mean, it's like, a, I'm like right. um, a Russian skating coach for actors, you know. <laughs> this school, cool. this school. <laughs> Stop talking <laughs> like this, you know. <laughs> oh, I like the change of accent quick. <laughs> so does your technique also, or do you personally help someone? Let's say they landed a really cool role and they have to get an accent. I don't help with that, but I know. Who okay. So they would go to a, a dialect coach. But my advice would be don't lead with the accent. The guy just happens to have one. Mm. So try to stay away from idea and concept, you know, an idea of how you think it should be played, a concept of how you think it needs to look. Just try to stay away from idea and concept. Nice, nice. It's, it's funny when you see an actor and they're speaking English perfectly and then later on, that's not their uh, accent. 
That's uh, they're, they're from the UK or something. <laughs> a couple of times, we'll be like, "Wait a minute, they're from Australia." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or from yeah, the UK, yeah. or who knows really, where. Really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's so entertaining, and, and I guess that's what the business is about, right? To entertain, yeah, you know, I, I, to I, uplift people, and sometimes put them down, <laughs> make people I cry. Think so. I have this some um, student, Terrence Coons. He, he was in rain. He does better. He's American, but he does better with all British accents. Like everybody thinks wow. he's from London because that's all he, that's mostly what he does. Crazy. Huh. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, I want to talk a little bit about my I Am Enough collection. Oh, that, yes, please. That, that was pretty cool. I saw that. one of the shirts represent. On the side, it yes. says I Am Enough. Tell us about that. That's so cool. Started the company many years ago, but during COVID, since last March, it's almost a year. Wow! Um, I launched uh, the company, and and you can get uh, hats that say "I am enough." I think that you've got to con- always remind yourself that you're you are enough exactly how you are. And there's shirts and sweatshirts and and pillows and 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 then lately I came out with represent. I like that one. That's a beautiful shirt. Yeah represent because I believe that everybody needs to represent in life. They need to mm-hmm. represent, which means. I like the way you throw in your fingers around. <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> well, I grew up in New York, you know? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Um, so <laughs> I, I believe that whatever you do in life, you need to represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great shirt. Great shirt. And. Do you have one book, several books? Tell me. I, if you go to thelindentechnique.com and you go to the store, you will see everything there. But you guys follow me on Instagram. Wow. Yes. What's your Instagram? Let's follow you. Yeah. Amy Linden. And go to my store. Beautiful. And when you, when you get something, I want to hear from you. Just take a picture and I'll post it. And tell me, oh, tell me how so you cool. feel wearing it. Nice. I like that idea. All good, you know? So I am enough mm-hmm. collection.com. Oh, that is, that's cool. And then you, you're showing people on your, on your feed. That's great. That's cool. I put them on the, on my, the, I am enough Facebook page. I put them on the, I am enough Instagram. I put them on my Instagram. I put them on my regular Facebook just to share with people how joyful they feel wearing the product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what it means to them. You know, some girl wore the hat and she says when she wears it, it makes her feel like like she can accomplish anything. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's cool. That's cool. So my question is, I'm going to get the book, but how do I get you to sign it? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what I want you to do? I'm going to send, I'm just going to send it to you. So why don't you? I can oh, pay for it. I'm going to send it to you and sign it for you. So do me a favor. Um, yes. write me in the email your address and I'll send gotcha. it and sign it and send it out today. Yeah, and listen, go on the actorstoolbox.net and start watching all the videos. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest it to some of my students so that anybody in the crowd who wants to be an actor or even the, the young man who's already in, in the business that maybe he doesn't know about your technique, but he will now <laughs> and everybody will hopefully know now. Because you know what? If we can cut corners in a 
positive and productive way, hey, and it's, you know, people, like I said earlier, people believe in coaching that, oh, that's too expensive. But if you're going to cut years off the time or tons of money and, and spend a little bit now, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Like I said, I wish I had me when I was you. Thank you for being there for everyone else now. (laughs) You know what? God doesn't make mistakes. And um, I wasn't supposed to because I'm supposed to be doing this. You were supposed to be the one creating it. Yeah. So you had to go through the hard times. I think so. Blood, sweat, and tears. I think, I really do think so. I think that that's the reason. Um, You guys have to look at your design in life and stop pushing up against it so hard and move where the flow is going, you know, I mean, but trying to put something round into something square. And I'm, I was guilty of that for so many years and I still fall into that, you know, why isn't this working? Uh, why isn't this working? Um, well, if it's not working, you have to change something. Yeah. Can't keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? You got to yeah, change it That's up. just plain insanity. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> totally is. Amy, thank you so much again. This has been so fun for me. I'm so happy. Yay. Yeah. For both of us, right? I mean, I think I think we both you know, had fun. You ask great questions. Uh, thank great you. Great questions. Um, and that, that's really why I wanted to, to be on your podcast, because I knew you would ask great questions. So why don't you tell oh, me? Thanks. Why don't you tell me? Now, let me ask you a question. So... When um, you have a champion in your studio, right? Because you teach martial mm-hmm. arts, right? Yes. Okay. Do you teach people how to become black belts? I do. Are you like a triple black belt? Well, in, in Chinese martial arts, I'm, I'm considered the highest level because I'm a Ooh. Sifu. And Sifu in Chinese means, means <sighs> teacher. So for me, to be honest with you, I'm a white belt. Because I learn every day. There's not one day that I'm not learning. And even my students teach me. They might not know it. I teach, <laughs> I teach so I can learn from them. <laughs> and, and when you say when I teach a champion, everyone who's willing to listen to what I have to teach, I consider them all champions. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's the beauty of it. If you can change someone's thought for a positive for one split second where maybe they they were thinking incorrectly and, and it, you just change their mind for a little bit and they they open their eyes and they go, wow, I didn't see it that way. Then, yeah, I, I've done my job. That's so deep. I love it. <laughs> but it, it's, it's what we I all should that. do, right? I love that. How can people find you if they want to train with you? You're in New York City, right? I'm not, not in the city. I'm in New York. I'm out oh, in Long Island. Oh, in oh you're in Long Island. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean, hey, I, I, I'm doing things on Zoom as well. So people can find me and I can do sessions with them on Zoom. Uh, a couple of seminars coming up and I'm doing them in person and on Zoom. So, yeah, I, I, I like teaching weapons too. You know, I teach internal styles, weapons. I love stuff. that. Okay. Well, where, where can they find you? Listen to you. <laughs> Where can they find you? Well, well, I have uh, Sifu Raphael at Facebook. 
I also have uh, Fitness by Raphael on Instagram. And I have Coaching Call on Instagram and Facebook. I love it. Okay, guys, track them down. So at it, on, on Instagram, how can they find you at what? Fitness by uh, Raphael. Fitness by Raphael. I like it. That's right. And, and if you want to listen to some more coaching, uh, Coaching Call. What is Coaching Call? Coaching Call is the podcast I, I started and I created because I wanted, initially it was because I was going to do a martial arts podcast and I said, wait a minute, this is bigger than martial arts. I want to talk to everyone who impacts anyone because listen, our parents were our coaches, right? Our, our school teachers were our coaches. We had coaches in school where baseball, you know, softball, volleyball, your gym coach, they're all coaches. We have coaches everywhere we turn, but now let's, let's talk to the coaches and let's find out what motivated them, what inspired them, and what they bring forth when they're helping someone. So that's why I started this Coaching Call podcast, to, to have everybody understand you know, the impact that coaches have in our world and, and how it's important I to have a coach. Everybody, every coach will agree that it gives us great joy. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is your if you can recall a moment that you had that great joy from one of your I clients? I can't say one because it's every day. Ah, that's beautiful. It's every day. Last oh. night somebody um had in, had in booked a TV show and then in class we always talk about people's accomplishments in class. And um when the class starts and uh booked a TV show that's wow. a huge accomplishment. But not only that, that alone inspired other people who were there. Absolutely, right? Because they're next, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope is, is so important for us to all have. Aspirations, hope, and, and, and the drive. We all need that in anything. I think so. And to keep that alive, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. And go get that linen technique. Because, hey, you know what? I- I'm sure anybody, maybe they want to be a Broadway actor or so it forth. It doesn't matter. I know that already. <laughs> Just talking to you. Your technique has definitely revolutionized the way people can move forward with their acting careers. Thank you for that. Thank you. Almost makes me want to become an actor. I thought you wanted to be an actor. <laughs> I, I think I'll just, I'll just act at home. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Re- appreciate your time again. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Raphael. Thank you, and I really appreciate your help.